Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action 4 News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Uh, yes, and always remember, as a great wood elf, Khalil Gibrain always says, you are the branch from which your elves are living arrows fired from the bow of Nylea. Real powerful stuff. Yeah, that is. That's very deep. Screamy giddy getting caught up on meta traffic with the weatherlight report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we had the head of CMD Tower himself. Ah! Well, he just threw out his shoulder preparing for the Innistrad Open. Oh, baby. Oh, it's, you always got stretch. passports like tennis. You gotta, you gotta stretch it out, man. He, he, he's technically up against Selenia Williams. Ooh, that's pretty play good. on Serena. That's pretty, that's pretty good. That's, that's all that. That's pull. Thank you for tuning into your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. We will win. We will win. Come well, by, 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 Even if we make the victory. trophy ourselves. Yeah, I don't hey, care. We might, at this point, we could make our own contest. Oh, where we win everything? Yes. I love it. Exactly. Best new yeah. podcast. Best podcast in its second season. Best three-person <laughs> podcast with occasional guests. we're not guests. talking Magic the Gathering. We're talking best new podcast anywhere. Yeah, period. Period. Yeah. John Krasinski, suck. you could suck it. Yeah, suck on that <laughs> Suck on that one, Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, baby. <laughs> Just putting people in their place. We got, we got them on blast this episode. <laughs> we're going to start off the top of the cast with the latest in Carnage that ensued with... 45. So uh, I'm continuing the train of taking notes so I can properly remember these 40 life and a dash. Oh, I need to, I need we always to do, do them that. a week I, later. I, I will commit now as you have taken notes. I need to. Like, I've started taking <laughs> pictures, but then I look at them and I was like, I can't see anything. Like, everybody else's board state looks like garbage. I have no idea what's going on here. So this game featured Duffman, Nathaniel, and uh, Frenemy Dan. Oh. And it was Sir Gwyn, Knight's Tribal. Uh, Nathaniel debuted, or Sir Nathan, a Trostini, Silencia's voice deck. Whoa. The ETB toughness power, like, gain some life yeah. stuff. Way outside, Very of his, cool. way outside of his wheel. No black and Yeah, I know. I, I told him it. it's kind of weird not seeing him play Esper, and he's like, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Frenemy Dan was playing his Gavi Ness Warden cycling deck. I went right. ahead and debuted Aloro after a couple changes. Nice. And by changes, I took out three cards and added three lands. Literally the only <laughs> thing I did. Uh, I might, I might have swapped. Yeah, I might have swapped one card. Uh, okay. I just don't have any of the cards that we talked about in that Bruise and Builds episode. So I don't know what it was. Maybe I just got the best hand. But like the deck flowed so much better putting in those three lands. Did it? Uh, okay, turn great. three. Did the Wall of Reverence, which nice. is the end of my turn, gain life equal to the power of target creature I control. And I was like, well, you know, Tech and I talked about it, and I'm probably going to gain like one to five. It's not going to be sure. a big deal. Turn four, Consuming Aberration. <laughs> it went to cycle on the table, and I think at the time it was like a 12-12, so I gained 12 from it. Uh, I cast two spells, milled quite a bit, <laughs> and he was then an 80-80? 75-75? Wow. Somewhere in there. Uh, the people had jumpers for days, so you know, I think I swung at Dan, made him block with a cat. I gained 70 or 80 life, put me up to a, to a cool, like, 100 and something. Nice. And then it immediately got removed. Fine. 
Next turn, I reanimate it, nice. bring it back, do it again. Uh, I think it got up to like a hundred and something. Why not? Uh, someone got rid of the Wall of Reverence and then eventually board wiped the uh, Consuming Aberration. Don't worry. I then did the uh, Command the Dreadhorde. Oh, sure. Paid, because I, I had like a hundred and something life. Yeah. I ended up paying like 75 life, oh 80 my life, pulling all the things onto my side <laughs> of the board, including my Wall of Reverence and Consuming Aberration. Nice. Uh, gained, gained a whole lot of life back. Someone spot removal it again. My next turn, beacon of unrest. Bring it back. They just could not keep it off the battlefield. It's like that. It's like that meme where it's like that guy super zoomed in on his face. It's like do it again. So at, at the at one point I was at 151 life. I topped Bolus's Citadel, and I was just like, yes. And so I knew it was going to be on top because I was doing Sensei's Divining Top. And so I, I queue it up on my phone to play the final countdown. <laughs> so I get it ready and I'm like, all right guys, you ready for this? I plop it, I play it and it starts going and Kevin just goes, oh no. And I'm like, yeah. So I get to look at the top card of my library and before I could even do anything, it granted hindsight, I should have been able to at least play the one card off the top because I had priority, but it wouldn't have done anything for me. Uh, Sir Nathan, Beast Within, Bolus of Citadel. Oof. Made me so sad. I got so cocky playing the music, yeah. queuing it up, and then it, it got blown up. He's probably just sitting there licking, licking his lips off camera. <laughs> yep, and, and then I ended up dying to... Uh, and you lost after all of the, after all of this? You lost. I, I, died, I, died, I died to Sir Gwyn uh, command damage. Oh, you yeah. You should have prepped up the, the Chumbawamba song. We get knocked down, then we come back again. Yeah, there you go. Oh, he takes a vodka drink. He takes a vodka drink. And the last thing I'll mention on that deck, obviously I'm playing a Loro. It's a life gain deck. I was at 151 life. It did what it wants to do. Sir Nathan was at like 125 life oh, when wow. I died. He was chasing you. Yeah. Did he get it, to cast? It was ridiculous. I've seen uh, Uvenwald Hydra just go berserk in that deck. I don't know if he had it or not. Mm, I don't know. But most likely I probably milled it because I think I did collectively mill for something like a hundred cards. Just maybe off, of, just off of consuming aberration triggers. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Turns out it's good, kids, so <laughs> pick them up. <laughs> Squeamy Gee, any games you want to talk about? Uh yes, actually I got some in person magic in. For all you people playing online, you can suck it. Um Ooh. was at a table, had cards, got to play them. Got to look at other people, read their reaction, get to play other cards. It was amazing. You get to spit on people. We all know that uh, that's key to your Magic the Gathering experience. Yeah, I was playing with uh, single Aaron, Chris, and um, I believe their buddy Cody was his name. Um, just met him. We all played, and that was that was a good time. Played four or five games. Uh, got to debut Angry Omnath. Angry oh, Omnath no, 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 did no, no, no. exactly what it was supposed to. It got hated off the board because it was doing too well. So good. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, that went great. Uh, then, uh, had a game with Reese and I took a picture of it because I want to let everybody know this is, might be the most enchantments I've ever had out on the board at one time. And it was gross. Uh, started first turn soul ring. Great turn. Second turn land tax. Then a third turn Miri's guile. So then I was 
shuffling and my upkeep took like three minutes or four minutes every time because i had to like go get land shuffle and then go back and then look at the top three and reorganize it then draw and do your damn yep. roll uh then had a divine reckoning so as soon as i was doing that all my creatures that would come out were four four tokens flying vigilance pretty handy uh then cathar's crusade the next turn then cryptolith right to get more mana then a Beastmaster's ascension and uh everybody quit and then i hope you won yeah everybody quit. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. the, the game just like everybody was just collectively like well yeah i don't uh nope no that's why you run enchantment removal you yes. fools yes agreed 100 percent now I, after that rigmarole i realized why not put that sarah sanctum i just got from my box of gold trades to uh reese the pot, the pot of gold the pot of gold trades yeah pot of gold trades take a couple of coins toss them out grab a couple of coins bring them back it's there working you go. out really really well well big tuck any games you want to talk about <laughs> I feel like you're in like one of those crap planes. Well, the Tuck Twister just came through. Uh, I didn't get to play any in this last week. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, that's all I got. But I will say that I finally got around to updating all of my decks in Tapped Out. Uh, and I finally did it. And I sorted all my cards and all that stuff. And if I'm looking at this correctly, I currently have 44 soul rings <laughs> logged in. <laughs> Four so here's a bigger four. question. Which is, my, which is the question? Which what, now I'm like, wait, what decks don't have them? <laughs> and why? <laughs> I have a spare. So here's my question: What does it say your total value of your collection is worth? Uh, I looked at it today. It was almost fourteen grand, I think. Oof. So hopefully your house doesn't catch on fire. I was gonna say it's, it's so AKA two of your decks. Ew. <laughs> But also, you don't do the additions of your cards, correct? No, I can't. I can't possibly be. I can't possibly be yeah. bothered with that. <laughs> I can't be See, responsible I think it, for something. If you like probably that. put in the additions of your cards, it probably jumps up like ten grand. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I just got to figure out. Now I'm like, wait, what doesn't have a freaking soul ring in it? Makes me very uh, upset. Your mono green deck because you don't need it. I think I have. I just sort of had one in there. Anyways, so that's all I got. Um, I was I was out the lake and getting ready to go back to the lake. So, well, that's gonna wrap up forty life at a dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? So a lot of announcements have happened since we last recorded. Uh, they've started Zendikar Rising spoilers. Uh, they've announced some new products. Uh, there was a secret layer Yargle edition that came out today. That we will um, not be talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? Yargle's the he is the so best character in all of Magic. So stupid. Just wait till they make a Planeswalker Yargle. Oh, see, he okay. nine, nine mana to cast, but he only has three loyalty. Oh, Lord. What a nightmare. Uh, so what we actually thought we would do is we would like to save our set review of Zendikar Rising for our actual set review we do for you guys. So we're actually going to talk about the 2021 Magic release schedule uh, that Mark Hagen, you know, the product architect over at Watsi, kind of showed off what's going to be in 2021. And so I thought we would put on our tinfoil hats and kind of uh, just talk about like what we think the set's going to bring us and everything. So... They announced a technically a total of six products, uh, Kaldheim, 
Time Spiral Remastered, Strixhaven School of Mages, Dungeons and Dragons Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, Modern Horizons 2, and then Innistrad Werewolves and Vampires. They're technically two full Innistrad sets, it's just one's gonna be werewolves, one's gonna be vampires. So before we dive into the individual sets, just gl just hearing and glancing at the timeline, what is your guys' first impression? Squee, we'll start with you. Meh. Generally just meh. Really, I, I don't know. The, the whole, like, the Dungeons & Dragons things really threw me off. So, I, I mean, it, it seems fine. I'm actually kind of glad that it looks like they're not releasing 800,000 things next year, so that's a little exciting. Um, I don't think we're going to have the debacle of there's spoilers every single week that we're running into this year. So maybe the podcast can calm down for just a smidge. Never. How dare, how dare you? Tuck, how, how do you feel? Yeah, um, I have some choice things to say about some decisions being made. Uh, but overall, I think so. This doesn't include this is just the standard blocks this does not include commander products well not standard blocks but it does not include commander products include modern horizon 2 would not be a standard right. block but um so this is only so this doesn't cover commander products or master set beyond modern horizons 2 right yes so those could those could still be existing yes yeah, oh no, for sure. You know we're going to get a commander product yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah, right. uh, what, yeah. I, the only reason I would say we maybe won't be getting one is maybe since Commander Legends is coming out at like the very end of this year, maybe that's technically going to bleed into our mm. 2021 thing. Like, hey, we're literally making your own set. We're going to have all these yeah. pre-con products. Like, this should carry you guys for the next... 12 months. Sure. Um, I actually be happy, be happy with what you get. Yeah, no I'm kidding. not entertained. I actually do like the fact that I, I am a big proponent of the single set blocks as opposed to the old ones where it would be like three sets in a block, right? Like it was Kansa Tarkir, Dragons of Tar Dragons sure. of Tar Cartier, and then Fate, whatever those three things. Forge. Yes, yep. I prefer I prefer just the one and get it done with. Oh. Um, so I'm great with that, and that's all I really have to say until we get into the individual ones. Please. So um, I, I want to make a comment on that. I actually preferred it where you had two to three that made up the block. Because at least the story was something that continued through those three. I don't. I don't feel like just a because basically you think about it. All we've gotten is the block mm -hmm. since War of the Spark uh, or the single set. So Throne of Eldraine, um, Ikoria, Layer Behemoths, all these. And right. it's just I'm not a I'm not a Vorthos person. I don't like read into it a whole lot. But it was cool. Like if you look at the Tarkir block, for example, how some cards would be referenced and mm -hmm. characters would evolve through the storyline um, through all of that. So I actually do miss that um, because I think they're just you can't really set up a big bad like you did with Nicol Bolas when it's only in one set. Sure. Like, I, th I think it was a big letdown with Ashiok and Theros Beyond Death, how she was the big bad, but it was just like, oh, she has a couple cards, and then we're done. It, or so. they, sir, thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, they. Gender, gender neutral. We're going uh, to get right. flamed on the Discord for such for such mistakes. <laughs> uh, but this overall release schedule, I'm very excited, mostly because I just got done playing God of War. So seeing Kaldheim, this kind of, uh, it's going to be like Norse Viking type mm. thing. I think that could be super cool. Yeah. I think that set's going to have some sweet ass equipments. I think you're going to have some sweet legends that we haven't yeah. seen before. I'm very excited for that. Time Spiral, 
it's whatever. I, the one thing I do like about it is that they did say that they're doing the old school border art, that kind of like yes. round border. And so I yes, think yes, the yes. foiling is going to look beautiful. That's gonna be cool. uh, so, wait, so should we go? Uh, are we going to go through each individual one? Yeah, we're going to go through each individual one. Okay. I'm just saying, like, the things, why I'm excited. Right. Uh, the Dungeons and Dragons ones, I could really give a shit less about. Uh, you'll, we all know how I love Modern Horizons. So, Modern Horizons 2. So, slam so dunk. you're ready. You're right. I'm ready to drop cash on Blister Pack. <laughs> <laughs> watch out Walmart not, not boxes or cases blister yeah, watch out Walmarts and Targets in the Overland Park metro area um, and then I am excited for the werewolf set because maybe we'll actually get decent werewolves yeah I get it werewolves pair with vampires but I'm kind of tired of vampires yeah, we'll kind of like I'm tired of zombies we'll get we'll get, so, in, we'll get into it we'll, we'll dive deep right. into that well, let's get into this. We're going to start with Kaldheim. So, coming this winter, we are going to Kaldheim. This is Magic's Viking World. We have a whole set coming to kick off 2021. It'll be coming uh, in Q1 of 2021. So, since they said winter, I would have to imagine it's probably going to be early February, mm -hmm. late January mm -hmm. uh, for when this releases. Um, like I said, I think we're going to get some sweet equipments. Yep. I think we're going to get the rest of the sword cycle, potentially, that would in be cool. this set. Uh, that would make a lot of sense. Now, granted, I know people have said that they don't want to put the swords in standard, standard. so maybe the swords will get safer for the Modern Horizons ones, but I think we're going to see some badass equipments. Yeah. Planeswalker-wise, I don't know how much we're really going to see there, uh, but I think some of the legends, we're going to see some of the best Voltron commanders, right. my guesstimation, that we've yeah. ever seen before. Yeah. I also predict that we're going to see a resurgence in snow covers. I could see oh. snow-covered lands and snow-covered cards being important oh. here with some snow-covered art with some like cool snow-covered foils. Could be pretty. Dope. I, I I think Tuck, you might have been the one to say this, or it could have been Will. Were you the one saying that you really want them to make a snow matters legend? Yes, that Will Will is that Will was pushing that more than me because there isn't one yet with that. Yeah, um, I think that could definitely be a possibility here. I, I agree with you there. I think it could because it's been you don't see a lot of snow covered mechanics outside of there are snow covered lands, but the amount of cards that actually deal with yeah. snow covered lands, pretty damn small. So um, yeah, I think it's about time for that, and I think that would be really cool. I just got a, a little bit more excited on the inside. Scrying sheets is a twelve dollar card, which is kind of insane. <laughs> um, I, I so my only prediction I have for this is a I'm hyped for it because if you don't know, I come from Viking blood myself, so it's exciting to see my peoples represented. And I'm calling it right now. <laughs> we will be seeing a Lovisa Cold Eyes in some shape or form. Calling it now. So she's the she's what, what's a, that? she's a legend. So um, I we don't get it, but each creature her big thing is each she's a human legendary creature. Each creature that's a barbarian warrior or berserker gets plus two plus two and has haste. She's a mono <laughs> red one. So she's kind of been fringe. She was in cold snap um, and uh, she sees plays in some like weird decks. Um, so I'm I'm just calling it now. We're gonna see her coming back in some semblance, shape, or form. Now, the big question that I'll end my thoughts on this, do you guys think they're going to introduce gods, like Norse gods, into mm, this? That could be interesting. Could be interesting. It's I mean, it's too predictable. Yeah, but it is a magic's a magical world and it it's is, Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't have Norse gods, but yeah, I mean, they, they did that cool. for Amonkhet with the Egyptian gods. Yeah, that's a good point. I would just say we just had 
we just had a God cycle last year and we just had another one this year, but maybe that's a new thing, right? Like get some, new, yeah. get some new blood in the gods. Maybe they're more, maybe they'll play more like the demigods from the newest theories mm. where they still, they have like those sort of things. Like they have baked in devotion sort of mechanics and that sort of sure. thing. So, um, but maybe not just quite as powerful as the other ones. <laughs> what if what if they make a odin demigod and his power and toughness are equal on the number of ravens you could or birds you oh. control and he's like bird tribal yeah and whenever you play him you can only play with one eye <laughs> i mean they could bring out some like um some like legendary enchantment artifacts again too oh. it's like old school like cool things that deal with ice I have an extraordinarily deep cut for that Odin thing for those nerds uh-huh. out there. Uh, maybe they would call him something Wednesday of the North. <laughs> oh, God. American Gods All right, reference. moving on to uh, Tuck's favorite set. I can guarantee Strixhaven School of Mages. Oh, God. Uh, no. Next up, we're going back to school with Strixhaven. This is the most elite magical university in the multiverse, and it consists of these five colleges with their own takes on magic. Uh, that'll be coming out in Q2 of 2021. Basically, this is their take on Harry Potter. Boo! I mean, let's just let's be honest. Do not so care. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. The five colleges. Do you think they're going to be guilds or monocolors? Oh, that's the thing that I've been toying with. Like, I hope they go monocolors and then the only cards in the set that are multiple colors are like the teachers that maybe cross teach between stuff. I, I, boy, I'm boycotting this one. I'm, I'm taking a vow of silence because whatever. I'm only, I'm only uh, collective, angry. make note, September 3rd, 2020. Big Tuck says he's boycotting this set, but I guarantee you when preview season comes, there's going to be some sweet white cards and Big Tuck's going to be like, ooh, white hot. <laughs> boycotting. I got nothing to say. I hate Harry Potter and all of you should as well. Making no friends on the cast. I'm coming in. I haven't been, I haven't been the villain recently, so I got I to gotta make up for lost time. I don't, I don't even, yeah, I'm, I'm with Tuck, man. I don't even want to talk about it. If it's going to be a Harry Potter themed, they're just pissing me off. It's just like Dungeons and Dragons. But it's not going to be Harry next? Potter themed. It's just, I mean, come on, it's Hogwarts. They're just doing a magic take on it. They're just exactly. Gonna exactly. They, must, they might as well just call J.K. Rowling. <laughs> uh, so, okay, well, fine. Since you guys don't want to talk about it, I'll talk about it. So, Isochron Scepter would be an amazing reprint for this set. I think that's okay, something I don't know if they'd be willing to put that in standard again. Right. I don't know if it did a lot back in the day. I can't imagine unless you have ways to like abuse the untapped perspective, you could really get away with a lot of rigmaroles like you can in EDH. Um, so I could definitely see that the chaos wand oh, would definitely be something mm-hmm. that would be in here. And I think that would be pretty cool. Um, you could definitely put in a lot of the blue. See, it's just the, the one issue I'm having is when I think mages, I think mono black necromancy mm-hmm. type effects. I think of blue and all of their rigmarole. Mm-hmm. Red is burn, but green and white don't really fit in with the mages theme, in my opinion. Um, white's just lame in general. Like, what are you going to do? Like, oh, I cast a spell, gain one life. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, that's super boring. And then green, I guess they can produce mana. So, like, maybe it's things to where you cast so many spells or if you have spell mastery, it taps for mana. Like, sure. But that, the, those are the two colors to where I don't know if these five colleges are going to be all monocolor colleges. And then each card that's coming from that college is going to be uniquely into that section. 
tradition or if it's going to be like an is it college a orzov college things like that to where you get the blend of the colors that'll be where i'm really interested mm -hmm. but i'm pumped you know they're gonna have a five color legend in this set to be the quote-unquote headmaster of all the colleges and i bet you dollars to donuts right now when it gets previewed it'll it'll either be a planeswalker or a, a legendary creature people are going to think it's super broken there's yeah. no way that you can make some ultimate mage. <gasps> what if they make it Urza? Well, or they just do the, they do the, I um, mean, that would make a sense. Cause like, I think you could do different things with the academies and that could be interesting. And maybe they make it like an, is it Academy land or something like that would be fun. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe like add blue mana to your mana pool for the amount of damage you've dealt to an opponent this turn. Ooh, that'd be, yeah. Yeah, I could dig that. No, I don't. No. Like, I don't like any of it. The only, thing, like it. the only thing, the only thing that would be good in this is, is if they made that uh, the uh, Urza Planeswalker standard legal from Unhinged. Oh my god! We have to go on the internet and find its abilities. All right. Uh, so the next set is Dungeons and Dragons: Adventures in Forgotten Realms. Uh, so over 45 years, D&D has been a premier tabletop role-playing game, and we're finally bringing our brains together for a full-fledged card set that D&D and Magic players will not miss. Uh, this is a full Black Border standard legal set set in the world of Dungeons and & Dragons, and it'll be coming out in Q3 of 2021, and it will be replacing Core Set 2021. So we're not getting a Core Set next year. Oh, okay. This is basically that. So, uh, Squee, how do you feel about this Dungeons & Dragons-themed set? I, I'm just so like I was getting a little skittish when they started doing the Godzilla stuff and then I was getting a little more skittish and now that we got Harry Potter magic Christmas land it's then, not Harry Potter though and then we're gonna move into the third set of Dungeons and Dragons the only thing that I can think of in my head when all of this is going on is I don't really care what cards come out in the set I just know they made some business back-end deal to make more money because then they can deal with Dungeons and Dragons and Dungeons and Dragons can deal with magic and then we can make Wizards of the Coast owns both the companies exactly <sighs> like what's yeah what's owns both so it's not like they're it's not like dungeons and dragons is making more money to do this just like mama companies like you guys are gonna play nice together i mean they, we've already had magic the gathering in the dungeons and dragons world right they already put out those books so it's not that far-fetched that eventually after like they came out with six of those books we would have cards that are in that realm the only issue i have with it is we clearly see in zendikar rising those previews where they're talking about parties oh god and it's declared. i don't like that i don't like a set that's just based on those four we will, archetypes we will get yeah. into that whenever we discuss the new mechanics because i got lots to say about that okay uh, here's what the business decision feels like to me you know when you go to the grocery store and, or whatever store you buy shampoo soap anything like that at it's Amazon. all made by like three different companies so one day you're like i'm gonna go and buy axe because you know screw uh, screw Dove. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with Dove. They pissed me off, and I'm going to buy something from a different company because f them. Then you go and buy it, and you come to find out it's all owned by Unilever, anyways. Then they're just shoving all this crap down your throat in a deceptive manner. That's what it feels like because they want us to play Dungeons and Dragons, and they want Dungeons and Dragons players to come and play Magic. To to <laughs> to Mr. Combo's point, they're already doing that because they do own both of them. So now they're just being less obvious about it. It's like they're just rubbing your yeah. face in it, being like, "You hey nerds, guess what?" Now you can't escape it if you like the other one. I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons off and on for like close to 20 years. And this is, I hate the party mechanic. And this is just completely unnecessary. Now, that being said, because I am a humongous nerd and I know piles about the Forgotten Realms, 
Uh, and also for you Vorthos nerds out there, number one, suck it. And number two, stay tuned. If they do things that are like Drizzt Duorden and Artemis and Terry and Jarlaxle and all these characters that we like grew up reading about, um, that would actually be pretty cool. There's a lot, there is a lot of cool characters that they could do in this. But for me, that would be more like, I would rather see that as like a smaller supplemental set than a replacement core set. If, I, if we're going to do those things like secret layer doesn't really make sure. sense right because that's more like mm -hmm. functional reprints but something where yeah. it's like 150 cards or 120 cards of, and all of them are forgotten realms as opposed to like a thrill of possibility reprint that has you know never sure. winter woods on it or something along those lines yeah i mean i i don't have a whole lot of opinions one way or the other on it other than no one should be upset because they're already doing this today <laughs> just to get over it it's a fair uh, point. but once again to the kaldheim thing dungeons and dragons have a lot of equipment you know i, yeah. I assume i think i think you guys do a lot of that so we're probably gonna see some sweet equipment yes. in here we're probably gonna see some sweet i would guess dragons on here <laughs> likely like the so likely so uh, and the, the the third one is i'm hoping we get a new mechanic that's all about rolling d20s that would be hilariously just, awesome just like and if they make the sword of dungeons and dragons which i have legal that'd be hysterical they're not I, I know but still uh they still have that has a role that has a d20 mechanic that would be cool um and to your we're gonna, point we're gonna have to check into these d20s i can't have any spin downs yeah right that's well because you'll be out here cheating could you play because you play fair magic uh but, <laughs> oh shush <laughs> but uh that would be cool because there are things like Drizzt Duarden has two swords that are scimitars and then he also has like lightning greave bracers that he uses as because he's so skinny he can put them on his legs so he runs super fast um, there's a dagger that can steal the life force from the people that it strikes uh, and then okay. best of all there is the god of dragons is Tiamat and he has one head of each of the uh, chromatic lant or chromatic dragon. So imagine a giant dragon that has a white, blue, black, green, and red dragon head. Pretty dope. That's kind of cool. So, would be so there's cool. potential. So it actually sounds like you're excited about that. I just say, I, I think there's a lot of potential that they could do it with. It just pisses me off that they're like, it's the same thing where it's like, people are like, oh, you know, there's a complete separation between the economy and the government. And you're like, no, now it's just like completely, it used to be like, you could believe that. And now it's just like completely in your face. You know what I mean? So that's the only thing I don't like about it. Uh, I actually am pretty excited if I, I can't, I can't be angry. <laughs> all the time if they do it this way that i'm talking about where it's referencing characters and equipment that we've known throughout the entirety sure. of our lives and you know what here's the thing and i'll we can move on there's no way they're gonna mess up this yes they they own the product it's very easy <laughs> right. to do that's a great so, point. all right uh, the next one um, is we have Innistrad Werewolves and Innistrad Vampires. And so just for clarification, though, this is one of the few that they showed that these are not the final set names. So this is just what the set's going to be. And so basically what they said is we've had so many ideas for how to bring back that kind of classic Innistrad feeling, which I've heard from Big Tuck was one of his favorite sets, yes. the original Innistrad. Uh, fun stuff with werewolves, vampires. Uh, we actually couldn't fit it all into one set, so they're doing two full-sized sets. Uh, the first one's going to focus on werewolves, and the second one's going to focus on vampires. Uh, and there's even rumors of a vampire wedding. Uh, that's kind of interesting. Between so like, this Sorn and Olivia, Q that'd be kind of cool. 
Yeah, uh, Q4 2021. So let's start with the werewolves. I'm actually over the moon excited for this. Oh, over the and moon? The werewolves. Um, because we have long said that we want a werewolf legend that's anything decent. Yes. Because the current one sucks. Oh, they're terrible. Um, and so I'm hoping that they do that. And I'm also hoping that maybe kind of like on the... Avacyn that flips that's white on one side red on the other I'm hoping that maybe this is a set to where it's like you have your like if it's not just a werewolf which would be like usually black green or red mm-hmm. let's just say it's blue and white they are humans but then their flip side's a, a werewolf the front side is the white or blue but then the flip side's the black red and it would kind of make it like a three color werewolf yeah. to where one side's this the other side's this or you could just do it with two colors but I think that would be kind of cool to bring that back because yeah. at least for us commander players players that makes you have to think and plan your deck a little bit better because you can't just slot in that that particular um avison it's avison right yes yep yeah you can't just put that particular avison in a mono white deck it has to be at least a boros minimum deck so that's one of my hopes for it and i just hope that if since they're leading with innistrad werewolves there better be some flipping werewolf support that's actually good if you're going to do an entire set (laughs) right right. so what i'm predicting or what i think magic christmas land for me would be a commander in naya colors because that has all the wolf support with it too and most of the werewolf support it's mostly in red green and white um and then they have an ability that will let you transform another human werewolf or wolf one way or the other because that's like the problem right is it's very hard to flip them easily and there's a card that don't. no it's easy to flip them it's just very hard to keep, keep them, them yes remember you just you just don't cast any spells right and then they flip right right so but being able to keep them or like activate an ability werewolves don't transform until your next turn something along mm-hmm. those lines where you have a little bit more control because those mechanics in innisrod were made well well Whilst Wild Commander was still on the fringe of where it was at, right? It wasn't quite the powerhouse. Okay. Um, but yes, I'm very excited about werewolves. I uh, I don't have a whole lot to add. I'm no werewolf player. I'm not going to say that I know the mechanics well. Uh, just knowing <laughs> it, right, yeah, I would agree with you that I would assume they're going to do a lot of flip stuff. Um, and I, I think that that is welcome back into the game because there really wasn't a lot outside of that couple of what one or one or two different places shadows over uh, shadows over Innistrad and eldritch moon yeah. and i think there was one other there's just two in that set oh but both, just of the, two? But okay. both of the I, and I agree Innistrad is probably my favorite plane because i'm kind of like a gothic horror guy right um yeah. and those ones had the overarching story of the eldrazi kind of being present so being able to go back to form where you don't have to worry about that being able to really dive yeah. into the gothic and horror perspective i think is, is really interesting no, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm excited to also have them make some really awesome transform cards because I think a lot of them get overlooked. And I think that they can make some really cool, especially in squeeze budget area, some really cool uncommon flip cards yeah. that everybody can afford and have some fun with. And this will be a good migration into Innistrad Vampires because of the Vampire Wedding. What if they make a happily ever after enchantment, but it's like vampires and it's like something really dark and demonic till death, and till it's death, one of those like part. Re- yeah uh, so Innistrad Vampires I am less excited about because we get vampires in almost every yep. set yep. we don't need more vampires um, honestly at this juncture and I know we were talking off cast about this but 
I would almost prefer it to be, and I know this isn't on that plane, I don't think, but Innistrad Zombies, just because we get zombie tokens out the wazoo. Right. We actually don't have a whole lot of net new zombie cards. Yeah, yeah, They'll yeah. They'll give yeah. us a couple, uh, but we get we get vampires more times than I can count, and I'm Edgar Markov does not need to get any better. I, I <laughs> just stole the words out of my mouth. What a new vampire just got spoiled. That's going to be standard playable, and it's going to wreck in uh, what are we in Zendikar, mm -hmm. right? Zendikar yeah. Rising or whatever it's called, right? We just talked about a vampire that was literally printed in 2021 in your Loro deck from two weeks ago, right? Like they keep yeah. making more and more vampire cards. I don't, unless they're going to do something radically different, I don't really see the points or the excitement around an entire deck because you have I mean, hell yeah. so much yeah. to choose from. We got what? We got Olivia. We got Angie Falconrath, Edgar Markov, Vito, Vana, Lendra. Yeah, there's like six pretty solid options out the gate. Yeah. Um, Could we agree here? Vampires are the new slivers. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> oh, we, we I mean, get to that in a second. Yeah, like, yeah, it, um, yeah, pretty much. Like, especially with Edgar Markov being as popular and as easy to build, it's it's just kind of stupid. Like, they don't really have that much different now. I think if you go into uh, the Olivia modalities, then you can build something that's a little sure. more unique. But I just like. We don't, this is... Why would why would you build Olivia when you can build Edgar Markov? Exactly, right? Like, I, <laughs> exactly. And it's just not, it's not a tribe that needs a whole set to make it better. It's already, it's just gotten better over time. Now, last point, what if they leaned more into green and blue vampires? I was thinking that, but that, like, that would be cool. Like, green and blue need anything else at <laughs> all, ever. But that's, and like, that's the issue, too, is like, on Innistrad, the Falcon Rod. Oh God, I I can't even say suck it to myself anymore. Uh, <laughs> like the, the the Falcon Wrath line are all blue and black, and then the white splashed in with Ixalan because the vampires there were like pseudo daywalkers. So like they kind of already went out that way. It would be weird. I mean, it'd be a cool choice to do it, even though they don't certainly don't need it to squeeze point. But it would be interesting to see how they would turn green and blue mechanics into more vampires. So my last point, and I ju it just came to me. What if... It's a vision. So what if the two stories are tied, and this is an actual block, and Innistrad werewolves, it's more on the plane. The werewolves are like kind of hunted. It's very much like, um, and I know they're, they're just stealing more stuff, but that vampire movie with... Uh, what's her face? Underworld, yeah. just like Underworlds, where like the vampires are the overlords, the werewolves are the the lichens, the free, are kind yeah. of underneath of them. And so, what if Innistrad werewolves is all about like the underground resistance and a bunch of that? But then we need to Innistrad vampires. What if the story is actually like? the different vampire tribes kind of battling each other for supremacy and then the vampire weddings essentially the end of the story towards like hey we're going to like mesh both other. sides and and what if it's like you know um red white black and then green blue white on one side and then you, and you got those guys and that way you get very unique vamp or vampires kind of going yeah. at each other that would be i mean this is all very tinfoil stretch but <laughs> if they went that i actually wouldn't be mad because then it's like you want to build vampires you could go green white blue and no one does that yeah right, it's right. Just, you don't have that option yeah and the, the last thing i'll say too That'd is cool. uh me and some of the some of the people that i played games with for a long time we were joking that 
this is just a signal that Hasbro and Wizards of the Courts are going to buy Vampire the Masquerade and Werewolf the Forsaken, which are like the competing Dungeons and Dragons role-playing games. Oh, I, th- I thought it meant that they were going to yes. buy Twilight. Oh, there you go. Even better. Lord. <laughs> uh, next set is Time Spiral Remastered. So this is one that I know Gavin was the lead architect on, um, and they basically said, you know, they took a look at the entire Time Spiral block. We kind of distilled them into a brand new draft experience, so it does pull cards from all three. Time Spiral, Planar Chaos, and Future Sight. Um, if you were around originally for Time Spiral, this is a great way to dive back in and see those cards again. Um, and they also dis- uh, described it as a very unique experience and fun product uh, before unveiling that in the spirit of time travel and retro love, Watson will be putting one card in each booster that appears in the original Magic the Gathering border. Then they gave a few examples like Chalice of the Void, Path to Exile, and Relentless Rats. So, mm-hmm. honestly, this is probably the set that I'm least excited for. Really? But also, I don't have a great knowledge of the hot cards in Time Spiral. So, that very much would have something to do with it. This is the one I'm most excited for with a bullet. <laughs> So I just like it because Time Spiral and especially like Future Sight had some of the most weirdest design cards out there, right? Like the Rising Canopies of the World, those sort of things all kind of came out of that where it really felt like they had the chance to to break the mold. Um, This is where uh, one of the Time Spirals that we talked about, I think is where Plane Chase came out of, which as we all know is one of my favorite things to do. Um, It's just like, I I like this idea of going back and granted not all the cards looking at you, Light Mind Field, don't really hold up too well um but there is a lot of cool (laughs) mechanics and a lot of interesting stuff out of here i am more excited to see the cards reprinted in the old borders because i think they look they make to me it's similar when you look at like an unlimited revised card it looks much more like a magic card that i grew up playing with as opposed to the ones now which are you know much more complex and a little more busy in the border so um, of any of these, depend, and again, if they print a Drizzt Jordan card, I'll probably buy a box of Adventures from the Garden Realms because I'm a freaking moron. Um, but of all of these I'm most interested in, Time Spiral is definitely one I'll probably be buying a box of. Um, may hold on to it, may open it, just depends on what's in there. Well, yeah, so I think the only thing that I'm disappointed with this set is um, when I heard that they were going to do the original border, I thought it was just the set's going to be the an original border, not that one card in each booster will be in the original border, mm-hmm. because I would like the chance to have every card in its original border and then the chance to get a foil in that original border like we talked about the foils are gorgeous yeah. from back in the day yeah yeah um so that's very upsetting that it's gonna be all in it'll make it like one of those like one in a case type yeah. things like an expedition almost to be able to mm-hmm. get a foil in old border and that means they're gonna be crazy expensive because you know some collectors are gonna want that stuff oh, right um so that that's the only thing that upsets me i mean oh. come on just it doesn't if you're doing this whole trip down memory lane, just do it in the old border, be done with yeah. it. Yeah. And then like, hey, if you want to do something cool, one per pack, you get one random foil. It could be a common, it could be a land. You know, you don't have to make it a rare, but just put a, f- a foil with an old school foiling, mm-hmm. one per pack. That would be kind of neat. So. Uh, that would be, yeah. It reminds me of like, because I was just watching YouTube videos about 7th edition foil cards, and I guess they have a skyrocketing value because they only put like one rare foil per yeah. booster box essentially and maybe that's the nostalgia they're looking for but i I don't really know but i do agree with you the old foils are dope uh, old borders are dope put more of those in there 
But yeah, it, it kind of feels to me like it's going to be a very pie in the sky thing. Um, and it reminds me of seventh edition because seventh edition even did kind of a similar thing where they had white borders on all of their cards and all of their regular ones. And then the foils were black bordered. Ooh, right. So they had a separate. I actually had a black set. border foil counter spell from seventh edition. Yeah, that's worth like a hundred bucks, by the way. Uh, it's worth more than that, I think. To say, last time I checked, because I checked, because that was actually out of my grab bags from uh, Missouri MTG. And I think it was like, I thought it was like a buck 20, buck yeah, 50. Yeah, buck 29. That's what I'm seeing. There we go. Uh, most there importantly, the last bit on this is we, we have a great chance of seeing one of the best cards ever printed, Gemstones Caverns, coming back. All right, moving on. Uh, the last set is your boy's favorite, Modern Horizons, a dose. Uh, <laughs> so don't need to go into a whole lot of what they talked about, but they did say all five enemy fetch lands will be draft booster available at the rare wow. slot. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys are not familiar with that, that would be your Misty Rainforest, Arid Mesa, Scalding Tarn, Verdant Catacombs, and March Flats, which three of those, Misty, Scalding, and Verdant, are the three most expensive ones. Wow. Yeah, so, really expensive. Uh, I will absolutely be buying boxes. I was going to say. And yeah. just <laughs> crack you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't even need to hear that. You already pre-ordered a case. He's buying the most <laughs> stable thing you could buy in Magic, lands. Love yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, like I said, I think I I regret not buying a box last time, so I'm not gonna remake. The, I'm not gonna redo that mistake. Um, I think you know, modern all these master sets. If you can get a box that are reasonable, like we've talked about, and if you have the cash, are yep. usually always worth getting. Um, and I guess that's really all I have to say about that. Well, the, the biggest thing, and then I'll, I'll let Squee close it out for me, is they better continue what they did with the first Modern Horizons. Because the first Modern Horizons, if memory serves, were there really that many reprints in there? I don't believe were there so. Any? I, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't think there were. So here's what concerns me. That's why I really liked that set. They made it modern and legacy and vintage and commander powerful cards. Stuff that they probably would want to develop and put out in a standard set, but it would break standard. So here's this cool product that we could put that in. And that's what really attracted to me to it. I'm getting these great cards at a reasonable price. It's a fun draft experience. But as soon as I saw that they're going to put these enemy fetch lands in there, these are reprints. Yeah. Does that mean this is going to be a reprint box? This better be the only reprints in the set just because you guys want to do it for modern. Because... Um, Honestly, and, I, and this sounds crazy, I will not be buying boxes if it's all reprints, unless it's like double masters and it's just fire after fire. Right. So I'm looking. I'm looking right now. Um, there was 15% of the cards in the set were uh, were reprints in Modern Horizons. Okay. okay. That's not overwhelming. And, and, well, how many cards total is that? I don't know how many was in the uh, set. Like 180, 200 something. 254. Okay, so fifteen percent. You're looking thirty, probably around forty-ish. Yeah, they said so. Okay, so so if they continue this, and this is part of the forty, I'm golden. But if if it's going to be the reverse, where fifteen percent are net new cards, count me out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I am. I, I think I'm going to have to eat some of my tinfoil hat words before I get them eaten later. Like they're not going to be doing snow-covered lands in both this and. Uh, what was the first set's name? I can't remember. Caldine. Caldine. Yeah, so I don't think they're going to be doing snow-covered lands in this and in Caldine, and they did snow-covered lands in the first Modern Horizons, so I could see them probably doing that in this set instead of that one, and maybe they do something different. I don't really know. 
Um, but yeah, definitely slivers are coming back. Um, maybe there will be a new sliver commander. Maybe they'll print some more vampires. Who, who can? Who's, who's to say? Yeah, yeah. Let's. We're talking sliver vampires here. Now we can have both. It'll be great. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, oh God, sliver vampires. Yeah, think about that. <laughs> That's terrifying. Not, not, throw up and not let's get a, the hell out of this section. Not a fan. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed our 2021 tinfoil hat section. That's going to wrap up. What's the plane chase? Now in that last segment, Sweeb dives into those creative juices with the weather label. Back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squeak McGee. So today uh, we're going mono red. Uh, we're going devil. It is Zerzoth Chaos Rider. Uh, oh, this is a new one. You right? just had to pick this, huh? Uh-huh. Dan has been giving me nightmares with this deck, and he just had to pick it. <laughs> Dan? I didn't hey, even know Dan yeah, had Dan this. Yeah, Dan has this. Does he? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, all right. yeah I, can't, I can't wait to talk about this deck. I think this thing is great. It has like. A little bit under 200 decks total on EDH rec. The card itself is a little expensive, if I recall. It was like eight or nine bucks. Mm-hmm. But uh, Yeah, it's a jumpstart card. That's yeah. why. Yeah, so uh, Legendary Creature Devil. It's a rare. It has a massive block of text that yeah. I won't make Tuck read. Uh, whenever an opponent draws their first card each turn, it's not their turn. Or if it's not their turn, you create a 1-1 one, one red devil creature token. When this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. Whenever yeah. one or more devils you control attack one or more players, you and those players each draw a card then discard a card at random and it's two three yeah uh, this thing's so much fun and it, it only costs three to get out of the board so it's not overly expensive right if people torch it or kill it then you can bring it back it's got three on its life total so it's still in technically lightning bolt range if you believe in that in uh, commander and then <laughs> like uh i just think it's a ton of fun it's kind of off-putting it's got a lot of text so you're gonna put it on the board and people are gonna be like oh yeah yeah mono red sure whatever just blah 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 and then they didn't really read the card and then things start getting out of control right um so the first card i wanted to talk about is really boring um generally what we're going to be trying to do is getting other people to draw cards um so this one's going to be an artifact it's otherworld atlas for four colorless artifact rare uh tap put a charge counter on otherworld atlas and then tap each player draws a card for each charge counter on otherworld atlas so this is a good way to i guess you could say goad your other players into drawing a card whether they want to or not, then you can build up your devils in your board state. Um, and one important thing to note with this guy is his text does read, you create a 1-1 red devil for the first card they draw each turn if it's not theirs. So if you make them draw multiple cards, you're not going to get multiple devils right. off of those triggers. So it's yep. important with this deck, I think, to make sure that you're trying at very minimum, or sorry, at, at maximum, to give them one card on their draw on each different turn that you possibly can. Yeah. That way, you're not giving them extra fire into their fuel to draw cards, but you get the creatures. Yeah, so here's the thing, though, Sweet. Technically, the way Zerzoth and the way that Dan has really built it well is you want to do all of your everyone draw stuff on your turn mm-hmm. because then ev- then you get a devil for each person. But say if you have a Howling Mine and you have this uh, Otherworld Atlas and you got something else, and so you do it on your turn, you make three devils. You do it on Tuck's turn, you're only going to get two devils because it's technically his turn, mm-hmm. so you won't get any triggers off of his turn. Mm-hmm. So that's the one thing, guys, as you're building this, you want to try to do the draw mechanics as much on your own turn than other people's turns, because you'll get one devil less mm-hmm. if it's on your opponent's turn. So just okay. something to point okay. out. Oh, that does make sense. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a, that's a fantastic point. 
Um, okay, so second card I wanted to go into is a poor man's Wheel of Fortune. We're talking Wheel of Fate. Hey uh, sorcery yeah. rare, suspend four, and then the suspend cost is a colorless and a red. Rather than cast this card for suspend or for its regular casting cost, you may pay to exile it with a time counter on, or sorry, with four time counters on it. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, remove a time counter when the last one's removed. Play it without paying its mana cost. Yeah. And then it reads. Each player discards his or her hand, then draws seven cards. I think this card's fun. Like, I think um, you're probably allowing, and if you play it at the right time, and how could you, knowing that there's going to be four time counters to deal with, unless you can figure out how to remove those, you just play this to have some fun and cause some chaos yeah. in the game. Get some devils. Maybe it's going to be at the right time. Maybe it's going to be at the wrong time. Maybe somebody gets to draw six or seven cards instead of the one or two that you'd prefer them to draw, but... I really like this, and I wanted to bring this out there for those of people that want to look into a Wheel of Fortune, which is horrendously expensive. This is a fun, different option that will piss off less people because you can play it with time counters and then use your politics, as Big Tuck does so well, to make them feel like your friend. Yeah, you're just helping them out, right? Like, everyone wants to draw cards, especially, like, on turn four, five, and six. So, I don't see this. I see this as an absolute win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, except for the fact I play a Zerus deck, and I try to have that mindset, and people are like, F you, bro. F you. It's because we know what you do. You're a monster. Dan's a monster, too! That's why he's frenemy Dan. I that. I'm on board with that. Dan, you're on notice. Uh, Dan's been on notice for months. Oh, that's true. By the way. Yeah. And uh, I think we could almost upgrade him. I haven't played with him recently, but next time I play with him and almost assuredly lose, we'll nominate yeah, I was about to say Monster Dan. I was about to say, uh, Tuck, can you even put Dan on notice? You haven't played with our playgroup in like two months. I don't think you can put anyone they on notice. Know, they just need to know that I'm still watching. And I'm still out here Actually, waiting for my time to strike. It would have to be yourself because you are the liability. I'm a wild card. I, don't know. I, just, I get out there oh, and I just, okay. make, I just yeah. make moves, yeah. man. Yeah. All right. Let's keep this train going. What's the next card? All right. Third card. We're talking another legendary creature. It is Subira Tulzidi Caravaner. Two colorless, one red legendary creature. It is uh, from M21. It's a rare. Has haste, and then for one colorless, another target creature with power two or less can't be blocked this turn. Dub. Yeah. Uh, we're making a lot of one one red devils here, so that might be coming in handy. And then for uh, colorless and a red, tap, discard your hand until end of turn. Whenever a creature you control with power two or less deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. It's a two three. Um, so I was thinking in this deck, while everybody else is having fun and drawing cards, it might be decent for you to draw cards as well, because you're going to need to keep drawing gas to keep up with the gas that you're allowing other people to draw while you're making your devils um this is a wonderful way to do that and i really like the fact that the another target creature with power two or less can't be blocked this turn is not a tap ability it is just a pay for colorless ability that you Yo. can spread a long way across your board state sure I'm on board. Yeah, I got nothing to say to that. I mean, it's nice because you could technically do that for your commander because he mm -hmm. is power two mm -hmm. um, or it's power two. I don't know what Zerzoff is, uh, but it, it's 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 really cool because there's a little combo you can do with Sabira and a bunch of devils if you have Neheb. Because Neheb mm -hmm. says that whenever in your second main phase, however much life your opponents have lost this turn, you get that much red mana. So literally, you can tap out, make all your stuff unblockable, hit everyone, get everyone to draw a card, cycle, you're getting more devils, but then your second main phase, you get all of that mana back, and you literally didn't waste any of it. Now you can actually cast your spells. Right, right, right. Um, so it, it has some pretty cool tech. If you 
Granted, then you're talking like technically like a multi-card combo, but hey, that's what EDH is yeah. all about. <laughs> you wouldn't be Mr. Combo if you didn't bring up a combo of some sort of Yeah. Tech. And like, what is this card running for? A couple bucks, maybe? For 66 uh, cents. This card is 22 cents. 22 cents. Wow, I really overestimated that. I thought it was pretty <coughs> good, but apparently the magic world thinks it sucks. Um, okay. Well, there so, are a bunch of hashtag cowards. all right so last card we're gonna have a little fun here if i recall this is in zero percent of decks and i'd never heard of it before we're talking winter sky one red it's a sorcery flip a coin target opponent calls heads or tails while the coin is in the air if the flip ends up in your favor winter sky deals one damage to each creature and player otherwise each player draws a card so this is gonna be (laughs) It's just, sure. it's just stupid just, enough to work. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly and that what art is ridiculous. It's part of magic history somehow. <laughs> Wheel of Fortune. Not on Tolarian Academy. Winter Sky. Do you see the connection? <laughs> No, I think this card, it, if you play it at the right time, could be fantastic because maybe you got board wiped, you bring your commander out, you play this, and you make somebody flip a coin, and you might possibly board wipe the rest of the people out with one damage if they're running a bunch of elves or something like that, like a, a squeeish maneuver. Oh, sure. Um, but the flip side of it, quite literally, uh, everybody draws a card for one. Not bad. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, Squee. Uh, the one thing I will leave the collective with, uh, just a little bit of advice, because I, like I said, I've seen this deck played two or three times. Um, really what makes the deck scary and what makes people really not want to hurt you is because technically when your devils die, they also deal a damage to whatever they want. And so no one ever wants to board wipe you. No one ever wants to swing in with even their two twos or three threes. Um, no one wants to do anything to you, yeah, but yet we all want to do something to like, you. It's like miniature angry Omnom, you know, like the elementals die. They do three damage. This one, they die. They do one damage. They're one ones instead of five fives. It's like the, a, the difference there though. Squee Omnom's very easy to deal with. You get rid of Omnom. Then the elementals do nothing when true. they die. This, you get rid of the commander. They all still deal damage to that you when they true. die. That is very true. It sucks. And <laughs> you can put in the best planeswalker ever printed. Second form, Tybalt Rakish Instigator, because he actually creates 1-1 one, one Red Devils that die and ping somebody, so... Tap. You know what, that, that's your card. You got Alter the Brood, you got Tybalt, I'm running with Manolith, that's all I got on this. I'm gonna kick it back to the Action 4 News desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level, Ga- Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Another way to support your new team is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CMD Tower. With reward tiers for all the budgets, there's a way that you, the devil, can help. If you cannot support us on Patreon, but you still want to pick up some of that sweet swag, head over to our store, cmdtower.com slash merch. You can get all the cool rigmaroles that you need to pilot your Zerzoth deck and be a degenerate like Frenemy Dan. If you'd like to stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, CMD Devil. You can communicate directly with your team <laughs> at CMD Tower, at Mr. Combo Number 5, all spell out except for the 5, at Dear Squee, at Big Tuck Tweeting. From your MTG Action 4 News team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good hell.